Happy Friday. Welcome, welcome. I know I'm a little early today, but all is well. If you're able to jump in on the live stream, welcome. I'm excited to have you. If you listen to the replay, welcome, welcome, welcome. As usual, I like to set the atmosphere, um, just invite the Holy Spirit and just ask him to have his way in the um, episode today to bring forth the word that he has given me um, as we're in our identity series, series and we're talking about our identity in Christ and how do we walk that out in that practical and applicable way as women of God or even as new women of God, those have, that have just received Jesus Christ, um, you are saved. You are saved by grace through faith and you are walking now as a new creation in Christ Jesus. And today is the day, amen. And so we all start, we all had to be saved and we all had to be saved from something and we're all needing of sanctification. It's a constant, it's, 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 um, it's a process, right? It's progressive. So you get saved and you're saved. You're, that's the initial, right? But God is constantly renewing us. He's constantly purging us. He's constantly purifying us. He's constantly, constantly sanctifying us, setting us apart, making us holy, right? Um, because of sometimes, you know, we just, he don't want to do it all at once because there's, there's so many layers to a lot of the things that we've gone through, a lot of things that we believe, a lot of the things that we, you know, uh, practice adhere to, a lot of the things that we were exposed to. And so because he's so gracious and so kind, he'll just take us on this journey. And it's a journey of love, right? And I like this song very much by um, Anthony Evans. I don't own the right to, right to the song, but it's called No Condemnation. And there is none, according to Romans 8, right? There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And one of the ways that the enemy likes to bombard the saints is by condemnation. And if we get into the word of God and we are reading the word and we're meditating on it day and night and we're eating the word, right? We will know that there is no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ. And hence, emphasis on in Christ Jesus. Again, the Bible is written to believers by believers, right? Um, and so we want to make sure that we are in context. We understand who this, who the audience is, who this is talking to, who is this talking about? Who wrote it? Because again, everything in the Bible is not what does say of the Lord. God didn't say every single thing. Um, some things are sure, all things are true, but some things are just stated and some things are truly stated, meaning that God spoke some things and some things are the observation um, or the narrative of one of the authors, right? Because the Gospels, the Gospels, that is their, that, that is their, um, testimony of their experience of what when they were walking with Christ right and so it's from their perspective so we just really got to understand is this the author speaking is it their words or is it God's words however when we are in Christ Jesus we are now under the blessing we're under grace right we are new we are new creations in Christ Jesus so that's what the baptism represents. You go down that old you, you come up the new you, you've been washed, right? And so we want to keep that in our minds because life is going to happen or people may try to remind us or our own thoughts. Sometimes for me, it's the internal voice, right? Ain't nobody else pointing the finger at me. It's me pointing the finger at me. And I have to remind myself there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so um, I just welcome Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just come and have your ways. I just pray that you would just arrest the atmosphere, that you would just arrest this um, this broadcast, arrest this episode, arrest the pod being um, platform, Lord God, and just anoint and saturate this place with your spirit, Lord God. Would you just rest in this place, Lord? Just create a, a, just a cloud. Just let your glory fall in this place. We, as I create a mercy seat and an altar for you to come and for you to um, reveal yourself to me and to your people, to your daughters, to your sons, 
um, in today's ep um, episode. I just pray that you will use me, that you will speak through me, that I will decrease, that you can increase, Lord God, that you will anoint my mouth, my tongue with the holy, you know, cold, the fiery coals from the altar of heaven so that I'll speak your word, that I'll speak it boldly, Lord God, and that um, you will get all the glory. I pray that every person who listens to this episode is blessed, that they receive something, Lord God, and that you are glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray the anointing, Lord God, all over this um, ep this episode. I pray the anointing to just fall fresh, hallelujah, on the people. I just bind every uh, attack and assignment of the enemy, every evil force that would try to disrupt or disconnect or distract or try to steal the word from the people or try to um, interfere with this um, episode today. I render it inoperative and I lose the blood of Jesus and the fire of the Holy Ghost against it in Jesus name that all will be well no technical difficulties and that the, that your message will come out and it will come out exactly the way you have given it to me and that we can begin to continue to walk our walk with and we can run our race with endurance and that we will continue Lord God to have holy hands before you with clean hands and a pure heart in Jesus name amen all right so welcome 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 to the purity after promiscuity podcast i'm your host janelle renee and i welcome you guys to today's episode purity versus abstinence it's been a while since i really done an episode um that really caters to the um title of the podcast but i felt led to do it and so um today is that day because it definitely is going to go into our identity as we're in our identity series so i just want to welcome all of you guys who jump in on the live broadcast or if you're um, going to listen to the replay if you are a new listener i thank you so much for just taking time out of your day to spend a little uh, moment with us a few moments with us in this community you are so welcome here we appreciate you we love you so much with the love of god and i'm praying for you i pray that this episode bless you i pray that you go listen to previous episodes and that you're blessed and that that God truly speaks to you and he is able to really help you in those areas that you really need it most, right? And so thank you so much. And I just want to just say, hey, hey, and also to my loyal listeners, those who've been rocking and rolling with us for a while now, hey, girl, I just thank you so much. And hey, bro, sometimes I have my brothers on here and it's all good because God loves all of us, right? He loves his sons and his daughters. I'm particularly... um assigned to women however i'm more than um happy for our brothers to join us and even to join in on the conversation right call in or you know put release a comment if you're here your brother even your perspective or your experience in these areas that we're talking about so you're all welcome here and so i just want to thank each and every one of you guys and i encourage you to like comment, share whatever platform you're listening on if you can leave a review do so that helps us get more visibility get the podcast out there in front of more people more listeners who may need to hear it they may not have Podbeam, or they may not be in my sphere of influence so um, please um share like comment leave a review if it's blessing you um also connect with me comment you can leave a comment here on the Podbean um platform i'm not sure about other platforms but on this particular one you are absolutely able to leave a comment and i do respond i do respond to the comments and i also leave i always leave my contact information in the description so if you want to connect with me um personally you are up always able to go into the description box and get my email my website and ways to connect with me and so without further ado we're going to get into it and today we are talking about purity versus abstinence because i just think that we use so many terms a lot of the times and we throw them out there and we don't take no thought into truly what the definition is right and even or what the bible says and so um, I want to talk about purity versus abstinence because there is definitely a difference, right? Um, a lot of times when we're abstinent or somebody even may say um, that they're celibate. And even that, like we got to be careful, A, because we are words, we're spirit speaking beings and our words are seeds and our word has power. And so we want to be careful that we're not saying words just because we are we are um naive of what the actual meaning is and we're using them out of context and we we can even inadvertently bring a curse on ourselves unknowingly and and i know that might sound like what how what do you mean because i know a lot of times at least for me 
um, in the past before I really had a lot more understanding and um, have gotten a lot more um, revelation and teaching, I did not know that a curse is not always just what a person who is operating in witchcraft does, right? And that's the first thing that may come to your mind. You may think like, oh, well, I'm not, no, you know, I don't operate in, you know, witchcraft. I'm not dealing in the occult. I'm not, you know, you know, cursing it myself or anybody. I'm not, you know, casting those spells or anything like that. And, and, and that's great. I pray that you're not. However, curses is such a broad term. And because it's so broad, it's easy to, you know, slip into even speaking a curse over yourself as well as someone else. The moment we not speak in life and the moment we're not speaking the word, what the word says over someone, and even if what we're saying is true, but if we are aligning ourselves and it is something that is not of God or life giving or bearing fruit, then we are now giving power and getting into agreement with a curse because blessings you have, God said, I set thee before you the blessing and the curse, right? And so there's like there is no in between and so that's i think the part that we really need to get um a lot more understanding about is that the fact that we are able to speak things over ourselves and over people and so when you say things like you're celibate you know i'm about to even google what celibate actually means so i ain't even giving y'all just off the top of my head i'm about to just google it right now and tell you exactly what you're saying over yourself or someone else. So celibate means abstaining from marriage and sexual relations, typically for religious reasons. I'm gonna say this again, listen to me. Celibate means abstaining from marriage and sexual relations, typically for religious reasons. Why is that important? Because a lot of us, as we should, are practicing abstinence. Or if you really have committed yourself to the Lord, maybe all your life, you're still a virgin. So you are abstinent because you are abstaining from sexual um, intercourse, sexual, you know, immorality, you know, fornication or whatever until you're married, but you desire to be married. However, if you say I am celibate, what you're now saying is I'm abstaining from marriage and sexual relations. See, that is the thing right there. So if you are desiring in your heart to be married, but you're speaking over yourself the opposite in ignorance because you don't understand the meaning of the word that you're using because you probably heard it a lot. You probably hear it in the pulpit. You probably heard it in a sermon. You probably heard it in a teaching. You probably heard it on a YouTube video. You might've heard it on a podcast. You might've heard it on the live. However, it's a term you hear a lot because a lot of us are guilty of using terms in ignorance. That's why it's really good to Google. Get understanding. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. And in all that getting, get understanding. Get understanding of what you're saying. And so again, once you're saying you're celibate and you're constantly speaking that over yourself. So you you meet somebody or you're you're having a conversation and some kind of way the subject of sex comes up and you're like, oh no, I'm celibate, you know, or you're meeting a guy and you know y'all start talking and you you want to let him know up front hey, I'm celibate. You know, you're saying these things and what you're doing now is you're constantly professing over yourself. I'm abstaining from marriage and sexual relations. And now, unless you're a eunuch, which I ain't never met a eunuch. I mean, I ain't the youngest, but I ain't the oldest either. But I ain't never met a eunuch in my whole life. Um, so I highly doubt you're a eunuch, meaning you're castrated. You don't even have the genitalia to, to even perform, right? So you don't have the desire. 
you're not a eunuch, then odds are you don't want to say that you're abstaining from marriage and sexual relations or unless you have the gift of singleness. It's not one better than the other. If you desire marriage, that's wonderful. If you desire to be single, that's wonderful because single people, you're able to devote a lot more of your time, efforts, and energy unto the Lord because you're not having to divide it in between a spouse, children, whatever, right? So it's it's a blessing either way, whether you have a spouse or you don't, you desire marriage or you don't, Not one is not better than the other. However, there are certain benefits to either. And so if you really want to be married, you wonder why you've been going year after year, decade after decade, and you have not gotten married. And it's not because the enemy is after you. It's not maybe even because you're under a generational curse. It's not because there are no good men. It's not because, you know, you're, you know, God is withholding it from you. It just may be you have put yourself under a curse. So, I wanted, I don't know, Holy Spirit must wanted me to say that because that was not on my mind to say at first. However, I think it's super important to understand how powerful you are. And a lot of times we do not understand how powerful we are. At least I know I'm still learning. I'm still growing in that area of truly understanding the power that we hold as believers, as children of God, now having been delegated the same power that Jesus had through Holy Spirit to perform all the miracles, to do everything he do, because we got to know that Jesus came in the form of a man. He was fully God and fully man. He had to go through the same exact things that we did as human beings, though. We can't negate that. He still was baptized in the Jordan and he came out of the water and the sky opened up and the Lord shone on him and said, this is my son to whom I will please. And the dove came down and rested on him, which represents the Holy Spirit. It was at that point that we see the initiation of him starting his ministry and performing miracles. He needed Holy Spirit in the same way. He said, I gotta go. I have to leave so I can send the helper, right? So he's like, that same power that I had, I need to give it to you because now I got to go back to my rightful place sitting at the right hand of the father. So we have that same power. And in that, when he would speak, it happened. When he told the demons to shut up, they be quiet. When he told them to come out, they came out. When he told somebody they was healed, they were healed. When he spoke, spoke it happened in the same way god says his words which are his seed do not return to him void why because it also says in those verses that they go to produce fruit everywhere he send it so how something produce fruit if it's not a seed it's because your word is a seed so every time you're saying i'm celibate you're saying I'm abstaining from marriage and my sisters and my brothers. I just want you to be free and I want you to have the your heart's desires and what God has already preordained for your life. And if it's marriage, you got to come in an agreement with him. Amos 3 and 3, how can two walk together lest they agree? You have to come into agreement with what he is saying and not what you're saying or the enemy is saying or culture is saying or your family is saying or your friends are saying or your ex is saying or what your circumstances are saying. None of that matters. You want to come into agreement with the word is saying and you want to be very um wise with what you say out of your mouth and we know that the tongue is it, it is one of the hardest things to bridle or to tame right who can tame the tongue it's the smallest thing like a rudder of a ship you got this massive ship but it's the little rudder which gives it direction which shows it which way to go right our tongue is a very small part of our our anatomy however it it can create it's so powerful it can create it has the ability to create to to bring forth to tear down whatever and so because i don't know i feel it in my spirit some of us god been wanted you to be married god been wanting to give you your spouse but because you keep using the term i'm celibate when celibate means abstaining from marriage 
and sexual relations that you keep putting yourself under a curse to where now you're it's like you're saying to God I don't want marriage even though you may not consciously feel that way you that may not be your heart but because our words hold so much power and have so much weight just like the Lord he spoke things into be existence in the beginning he said let there be and there was because we're made in the image of God and his likeness we have the same ability to speak and so when you constantly are saying I'm celibate now you're telling God well I don't want marriage I'm abstaining from marriage and now that's inadvertently putting yourself under a curse because my God I, to me that's a curse if I'm if I'm not getting married because I'm speaking I don't want to be married that's not a blessing and so again just be mindful my brothers and sisters of what the words that you're using and if you don't know what a word means Ain't nothing wrong with Googling. I Google words all the time because sometimes I hear words or big words or words I never heard before. Or maybe it's a common word, but I never took the time to research and see what does this actually mean. And so I do it myself. It doesn't mean you're illiterate or you're ignorant or you're, you know, or you're, you know, unintelligent. It just, it, it's just a lack of knowledge, you know, and, and my people, the Bible tells us in the Hosea, my people perish for a lack of knowledge and so i know us it's just so many daughters and sons that god is the spirit of the lord oh my goodness <laughs> i can't even get away from it i'm really trying to get into what are we talking about today purity versus abstinence but for whatever reason i just feel it so strongly in my spirit that a lot of you god wanted you to you were supposed to be married years ago you were you were supposed to be married last year you were supposed to be married five years ago you were supposed to be married three years ago i don't know who you are you were supposed to be married a few months ago but it's because you keep coming into agreement with that you're abstaining from marriage because you're saying you're celibate do not say you're celibate say you're abstinent and so let's look at what abstinent mean come on now today the lord is the lord said we going to to class okay we we want to we he trying to get us together so we can have all that he um has for us right god wants to bless us god wants to give us the desires of our heart god wants us to be married he wants us because the bible says two is better than one right two gets a good reward for their labor when one fall down the other can come lay down and keep them warm right you know what i mean woe to the one who falls and don't have no one to help them up so he does desire for us to be single and alone. However, he God is a God of order. God is a God of honor and God is a God of covenant. So if we want to keep speaking that we're that, you know, we're abstaining from marriage. He can't undo that until we undo it. You see, that's how that's how it works. Spiritual law is spiritual law. The principles are the principles and they work both ways they're either working for us or against us meaning the enemy will use legalism and spiritual law because he knows it right it's like you gotta think of yourself be an attorney for yourself be a spiritual attorney understand spiritual laws understand spiritual principles if you don't know what i'm even referring to saying that go to holy spirit google it look it up there's information we are living in a world of technology and information is at our fingertips it's not like back in the day where the only way is you had to go to the pastor or you had to go to the library and find a book and check it out no you're able to download you know ebooks you're able to purchase a book on amazon or barnes and noble or wherever you're able to get you know an article a pdf you're able to look at a teaching on a video we have so much information at our fingertips but again we are one of the most intelligent um, generations in, in, in the dispensation of history of time because we have all of this. But because we have all of this, it is causing us to lose the practicality of just doing things that make sense or that's common sense, you know, that we're not using as much of our mind as they did back in the day because they didn't have technology so they were forced to really think and problem solve and think critically and analyze and do all of those things right they were forced to do it because that's kind of the way it was but now things are so easy and so accessible that we tend to overlook even the the very basic of things right and again it's not no shade if you never heard this before. That's why I'm saying it because sometimes it's new information. Sometimes it's not new, but you need a reminder. And this time it may be the thing that really galvanize you or may, may really prick your heart to say, hmm, you know what? I need to go take this to the Lord. And so I pray that's what it do. But let's let's see what abstinence say. As abstinence or abstinent, which is just a um 
a form of abstinence is refraining from an activity or from the consumption of something, especially alcohol, right? So if you're saying I'm abstaining or I'm abstinent from sex, I'm abstaining from sex. That is saying, okay, I am refraining from this activity, right? So you don't want to say you're celibate because that is saying I'm literally um, don't want to be married. I'm abstaining from marriage and sex. And so you just want to know the difference between the two. And again, you're able to take this to the Lord and also look it up for yourself. I just went right here on Google. It came right up. It was very simple. And I, I'm even going to read this because I even um, clicked on this article and it says, what is the difference between abstinent and celibate? Abstinence usually refers to the decision not to have per penetrative sex or it's just sex. And it ain't about penetrative. Oral sex is sex. Phone sex is sex. You know, I don't know, cyber sex is sex, you know, whatever kind of sex, masturbation is sex. Like all of it is fornication. It falls under the umbrella of fornication, sexual immorality. It's typically limited to a specific period of time, such as until marriage. Celibacy is a vow to remain abstinent over an extended period of time, right? Um, or again, normally like a priest or someone who is making the conscious decision to say, not only I'm going to abstain from sex, but I'm abstaining from marriage, which nine out of 10 going to lead to sex. So that's why you will abstain from marriage because you're like, I'm totally going to be committed 100% to the Lord. I'm not going to take on a wife. I'm not going to take on a husband. I'm just, and I'm, not, and I'm going to keep myself and I'm not going to indulge in any type of sexual activity. So again, and it's interesting because it says celibacy involves a vow. And that's another thing that we really got to be careful of because vows are powerful. Covenants, vows, promises, oaths, again, very serious. There are things they can work for you or against you. It's spiritual law and God is not going to just break a covenant or break a vow on your behalf without you asking him to or without you repenting and renouncing, right? It don't work like that. He is not intrusive in that way. He is a gentleman. You have to invite him in, right? So again, we have to be aware that the enemy is going to keep us in, in darkness because he understands that as long as we put ourselves under this vow, this this curse or this, this negative vow, saying we're abstaining from marriage, but even though we desire marriage, we're not going to get married, even though God has it for us. Not because God is withholding it or because God is angry or because God is mean, simply because the spiritual law is you said you don't want to be married because you're abstaining from it. You said that. And so now God not going to just supersede what you have already released and spoken and, and given power to over your life. So if you know you've done that, you know you're guilty, there is no condemnation. Just like we started with that song by um, Tony Evans. There is no con Anthony Evans, excuse me. Tony's his father, but Anthony Evans, um, that there is no condemnation. There is none. Like we all fall short. We all have sinned to fall short. We all have done something ignorantly. Like I'm guilty. So I don't want you to think that's coming down on you. But it's so important that if you don't get it now, you can spend, you will, you will be another decade spinning your wheels, wonder why you ain't got married yet. You know, so again, God wants you to be free. I want you to be free. I want to be free. And so I just felt like that's something the Lord really wanted me to talk about right now. Now, carrying on. <laughs> Talking about purity versus um, abstinence. And the reason why I chose purity versus abstinence, and, and again, I guess celibacy versus abstinence is important as well, is because purity is a state of being, right? Abstinence is like, it, it is a, it is an action, right? You're, or it is a, mindset or it is a decision, but purity is a state of being. So when I say that, right, when I look up purity, it says freedom from adulteration or contamination. Um, and then it also says freedom from immorality, especially of a sexual nature. And see, that's where I want to go because the Bible tells us, and I think it's Matthew 5, around eight or somewhere like that um don't quote me but where he's given the beatitudes right noah's chapter five 
And he says, the pure in heart shall see God. And I think it's interesting that he's talking about the pure in heart because what does that actually mean? And so we will really need to, and I didn't bring my concordance up here, y'all. So I can't get into the Greek word that is really used for the word pure there. But just looking at it from just a um, just a English perspective, purity meaning freedom from immorality, especially of a sexual nature, but it's also freedom from adulteration or contamination. So what are things that can contaminate our heart other than things like immorality? And immorality, you know, that is just, you know, some type of sin nature, right? It is immoral. It is not moral. Um, then sexual things, you know, because a lot of times we think because, and so here we go. This is why I wanted to go here. A lot of times we think because we're not physically having sex that we're pure. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Because if you're having sex with people in your mind, come on now. If you if you're constantly, you know, uh entertaining lustful thoughts, um, if you looking at a man and you undressing him with your eyes, if you looking at a woman, you undressing her with her um with your eyes. You know, if you are, you know, always thinking about wanting to have sex with a particular person or period, then your heart isn't pure because the pure in heart, that is a condition of your heart, meaning that it's not immoral. So there's no sin in it. Now, I'm not saying that that's totally possible on this side of eternity. However, I think it's that constant, constant sanctification. So just because you're abstinent meaning you have no you are now abstaining you're no longer you know i mean you're refraining from sexual activity right physical sexual activities but if you are still very much sexually active in your heart or in your mind you are not pure so what the goal is is for us to be pure and abstinence right because we are holy for thou art holy. We are set apart um, for God's own special possession. And so we want to make sure that even because we're absent, because I know what a lot of people do, and I might've been guilty. And you know what? I have been guilty in my past where, because I'm abstinent and because I've been abstinent for a number of years, you tend to get puffed up. Um, you tend to get haughty, right? You you, you tend to start feeling yourself because you like, yo, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I'm keeping myself. Ain't nobody had me. I ain't laying with, I'm not fornicating. You know, I'm honoring God with my body. Sometimes it's a conscious thing. Sometimes it's a subconscious thing, right? But then you, you begin to, number one, make your abstinence an idol. So we're going to talk about that in a minute as well. But you, you, you assume that God pleased with you because you're refraining from the act of the physical act of sex, sexual activity, which is the thing that quote unquote people may can see, but God weighs our heart. God looks at the intent of the heart, but God know that behind closed doors, you just as nasty as you want to be in your, in your thoughts or in your heart. Right. And, and not even just focusing on sex, you know, having sexual thoughts, but that is a part of it. You can even have your heart can be contaminated because again, it's saying, freedom from adulteration or contamination. So let's look up what is contamination. Contamination is the action or state of making or being made impure or by polluting or poisoning, right? And so if your heart is contaminated with unforgiveness, if your heart is contaminated with pride, if your heart is contaminated with resentment, if your heart is contaminated, you know, with anger, right? If your heart is contaminated with any of these things, you're not pure, but it's the pure in heart that shall see, see God, right? And so it's like, just because you may have mastered an area or you may be mastering an area does not mean that that is the end all be all. And I'm trying to, for myself, number one, but for my brothers and sisters to get us to understand that we constantly have to go before the Lord and ask him to examine our heart. Like it says in Psalms, search my heart, O Lord, search my heart with your word and see is there anything evil in it? Because the Bible says, the pure in heart will see God. And I don't know about you, but I want to see God. 
And so there are so many ways that we can in one area think that we're pleasing God, but then God may not be pleased because we're over in this other area that we may totally be ignoring or totally oblivious that we are contaminated or we are polluted in our heart, right? Or even poison in our heart. So what does poison in our heart look like? You know, constantly taking in negativity, you know, if you're small, if, if you're um, mocking, you know, if you're gossiping, if you're slandering, you know, you're constantly talking about people, you're constantly speaking negative, grumbling, complaining, you're ungrateful, right? Those are ways you're polluting and poisoning your heart. The Bible says that it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, it's what comes out meaning it's what's coming out of your mouth. It is what you're saying, right? It is what you're declaring. It is what you're speaking. And the Bible also tells us out of the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So that takes us right back to why we want our hearts to be pure. We want our hearts to be pure because it's going to be out of the abundance of our heart. We're going to speak. So we can be abstinent all day. And that still don't mean that God is pleased. That still don't mean we'll see God. That still don't mean we'll we'll make it into heaven. That still don't mean, you know, that we're going to, um, you know, even be able to inherit all of the blessings and promises that God has for us. It doesn't mean that because we're contaminated. Excuse me, y'all. I had to drink some of my chai. But also the Bible tells us, that to guard our heart with with all diligence because for out for out of it flows the issues of life. So you got the issues of life flowing from your heart and you speaking from your heart. So if your heart, if the conditioning of your heart is impure or immoral or contaminated or polluted, that means that that now everything you say is going to be unfruitful. It's going to be negative. Again, you may be inadvertently cursing yourself. And I'm guilty. Let's start there. Again, I'm not here pointing a finger at nobody because the Lord had to chin check me this week. Cause Because here's the thing. <laughs> I had a rough week. Just to be honest, like I'm in, I'm under some pressure that this is a new level pressure for me. Um, I've been under pressure before as again, I've, I've, professed times on the podcast. I keep it all the way 100 with you guys. I don't hold nothing back. I'm hot. I'm honest, open and transparent because that's the only way A, I'm going to be free, but I want to really help you get free. So I'm not here to play nobody's games or sugarcoat nothing because I want you to win. I want you to run your ways with endurance. I want you to, you know, endure to the end so you can inherit your crown of glory that you can, you know, um, finish your race, right? And so God can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And so you're able to truly um, be a, a, the, the light of the world, the start of the world, the impact this dark world, right? For the glory of God and make more disciples so you can testify, so you can, you know, be able to um, help other, lead other people to Christ, right? So I really am rooting for you to win. But if I don't be honest, even about what the Lord A has revealed to me or taught me or, or one of my experiences that I feel like can help you overcome or not go down um, a certain path, then I would be remiss if I didn't do that for you because that would mean I don't love you. So the reason why I'm saying this is because I had a rough week, y'all, like for real, for real, like Monday, total meltdown. Um, I was crying all day in the middle of like doing a lot of things like, you know, handling business. I'm on my computer all day because it was just things I had to do. I'm in my office all day trying to handle business, this, this and that, right? But literally, I'm breaking down crying in the midst of filling out stuff, doing paperwork, doing this, doing that, working, blah, blah, blah. I'm literally breaking down crying. Like every time I turn around, I can't hold it together. I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm upset at myself. I'm upset at God. I'm upset at my situation. You know, I feel, you know, forsaken. I feel, you know, hopeless. And the Bible tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So if you've been hoping for something for so long, you know, I've been hoping for stuff for years, you know, I don't know about you. The Bible tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
And so my heart was feeling sick. You know, I just was like really upset. I felt like everything was falling apart. I had, I was just totally, you know, powerless to do anything um, in the situation for me and my family. And oh, it was really taking me over. Okay. I was on a whole dour spiral, just really, 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 like I couldn't even pray. I tried, like I came, my routine is, you know, before I really get started doing anything in my office or doing anything in my day, I try to reserve that first part of my day with God, just in his presence, worship, prayer, reading the word, whatever that looks like. And that day, I couldn't even do it. I'm not even going to make that up, okay? I'm not going to lie to you. I couldn't. I didn't even have the words now, I thank God that the Bible tells us that when we don't even know what we ought to pray, the Holy Spirit will intercede for moanings and groanings, you know, and utterances that cannot be understood. So I'm hoping and praying that Holy Spirit have my back because I couldn't do it. And so I was having just in total meltdown mode. So what had happened was there were some things I was speaking out of my mouth as far as like what I was feeling, the state of sadness I was in, you know, my frustration. Um, you know, I was venting and lamenting, you know, those things. But then when it came to nighttime, <laughs> I, I was having a hard time falling asleep because I was just crying. And every time I tried to stop or even when I would stop for a moment, literally, the, the, it's like somebody just turned on the faucet and they would just start coming out of nowhere to the point I started getting frustrated because I was crying. So it was, when I say it was a day, it was a day. But then I started saying all this stuff and I knew better than to say it out my mouth. Hear me and hear me well. I knew better than to say it out of my mouth. So I didn't say it out of my mouth, but I said it in my mind and in my heart. I said a whole lot of things. So I said stuff to God, about God. I said stuff about life, about the enemy, about family, about you name it. Okay. Because I was on one. I'm not even going to lie. I was on one. Yes, I love God. Yes, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes, you know, I, I'm a child of God. I pray, I worship, I serve, I'm in leadership. I do all these things, all, all the things, right? I have a ministry. Well, God has entrusted me with a ministry, whatever you want to say. And I still was absolutely all up in my feelings. I was all over the place. I was all up in my feelings. I was having a total meltdown. Because sometimes life be lifing, okay? And sometimes life, life real hard. Sometimes it just do. And you don't want to hear another scripture. And you don't want to hear somebody say, just endure one more. The Lord going to come. He always on time. You know, he going to come at the ninth hour. Or he going to come at the 11th hour. Or just don't give up. Like the, you right there, you so close. You know, your blessing is around the corner. Sometimes when you in the midst of that pit and that dark place. And you feel like the enemy has come. Like David said, the enemy has come to eat up my flesh. Like when you feel like the enemy is eating you alive. Life is literally crushing you. There's only so many scriptures you want to hear. And that don't mean you're not saved, but that's just where I was at. And I was just, that was my night. You know, I was saying a lot of things, not out of my mouth, but that I was saying it in my mind and in my heart. And this is why this is so important. Because your heart, it says, out of your heart flows the issues of life. And it also says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But see, you don't always have to speak something out of your mouth. God knows. He hears. He knows your thoughts. He knows the thought of man, right? He knows the intent of your heart. He weighs the intent of your heart. So just because I didn't say it out of my mouth didn't make it any less powerful or any less wrong because I didn't speak it because it was there. It was what was in my heart. It was what was coming out. And had I allowed it, it was going to come out my mouth. So I still enter into sin because now my heart is contaminated. My heart is polluted with hopelessness, with despondency, with depression, you know, with, with, um, you know, anger, you know, with, all of these things, my heart is contaminated and polluted to the point where I'm telling you, I couldn't barely sleep. I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't think. I couldn't focus. And, and it was just overwhelming and oh, it was overtaking me. So 
the the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because God had to reveal to me that just because I didn't say what I was thinking out of my mouth did not mean a he didn't hear it. I'm gonna say that one more time. Don't mean he didn't hear it. And don't mean that I still didn't come into agreement with it. And that's not what's in my heart. It's still there. And so now God was showing me like, I'm just as guilty as if I would have spoken out of my mouth because out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. And so even though I didn't say it, it was still bubbling out of my heart because if it wasn't in there, it wouldn't have came out no matter how much pressure I was under, no matter how hard I was being pressed, if that wasn't what was in me, that wouldn't have came out. And so the Lord had to show me my heart is contaminated. My heart is polluted. And so sure, I'm abstinent. Sure. God Almighty. Okay. Thank you. The blood. Thank you. It's the blood, the blood. Trust me. Cause I was out here living the life. And that's why God had me doing this podcast because I was on the other side. Sorry, another swig of my chai. I love it. But again, what he also had to reveal to me is not only did he still hear me, hear it, and that my heart was contaminated, but then it's like I'm now I'm I'm speaking curses. Or I'm releasing curses, even though I didn't say it physically out of my mouth. It is what I believe. <laughs> Come on. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And out of your heart flows the issues of life. So that tells me that what's in your heart is what you believe. So when you're in the press, like I've been in the press. And when you start speaking doubt. And when you start speaking negativity. When you start speaking, you know, um lack of faith when you start speaking you know all of these other things that are in opposition to what the word of the lord is to what the bible says to what god says then that lets you know that's what you believe and the bible says be it unto you according to your faith or your belief it is for those it is to those who believe right that's why jesus always was reiterating to them that you have to believe Right. You will see it. You have to you have to believe it. So when you begin to be in a situation and life starts happening and you and you're not speaking faith and you're speaking doubt and you're speaking unbelief, then that's what you believe. Just because you can speak it when all is well, don't mean that's what you believe. And so, again, my heart was not pure. I'm abstinent, but my heart wasn't pure. So we really want to um, really want to. Um, deep introspection and just ask God simply, Lord, search my heart, search your heart with my with your search my heart with your word, and see if there is any evil or any wickedness in it. And if so, Lord, pull it out, pluck it out, take it out, right? Because I want to have clean hands and a pure heart before you, right? It is those that have clean hands and a pure heart. You don't want to just be refraining from an action. Oh, I used to, you know, drink or I used to be, you know, on, you know, addicted to alcohol. Or I used to be addicted to drugs or I used to be addicted to food and I'm no longer that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That is wonderful. Celebrate that. But make sure that you don't stop there because you always need to go to the root. And a lot of times the root starts in our heart, right? How did you get there? What happened to you that you didn't deal with? What happened to you, you know, that caused you to get there? Or what do you believe now as a result of that? Or, you know, whatever it is, right? Or who are you not forgiving now, you know, that maybe contributed to, you know, whatever happened in your life, right? Who are, have you, you know, can have been having all of this anger towards, right? Who, who, and come on again, let's take it back to the um, sexuality. Who are you lusting after? Come on now. See, because a lot of times we get so religious as Christians, we be so religious and we, we want to look at outwardly like the Pharisees. You want to be like that where we're on the outside. We're doing all of these rituals and we're, you know, we're keeping the law. We're doing all the right things because we want to look all righteous and holier than thou for people. But Jesus even said about the Pharisees, he said, they worship me with their, you know, outwardly, but their hearts are far from me. Hearts was far from him because their hearts were contaminated. 
right? So we got to understand we're no difference. We're hypocrites and a hypocrite is some is simply an actor. You're acting the part, but you're not really playing. You're not really in the part, right? We don't want to just be on the outside talking about or, you know, being proud of this accomplishment because we are now refraining from sex until marriage. Again, you're, you you want to say you're abstinent. You're refraining from an act, from something for a period of time and not celibate where you are refraining from marriage and sex, right? Not the same thing. And if you don't want to put a curse yourself under a curse, please do if you've been saying it my god re renounce that confess it renounce it lord i renounce it i denounce it i divorce it in the name of jesus i come out of agreement lord please ask for forgiveness lord please forgive me for coming into agreement with that word curse please forgive me for speaking you know death over myself in the name of jesus and however the lord um or holy spirit lead you to go forth and repent and stop doing it stop saying it all is well you today you can you can undo the curse today and speak blessings no matter what it looks like no matter how long it's been no matter if you feel like ain't you ain't not a man in your city god will bring someone from across the world from you for you sis you better believe it don't think for one second god is limited to your city or your state or your region or even your country because he is not god will have this the man of god contact you he'll somehow jump in your email somehow have your number somehow jump in your inbox he'll somehow be visiting a certain place where you at or work your church whatever it don't matter god will connect you when you are in alignment with what he speaks and so again we want to make sure that we are being pure as well as being abstinent being pure is meaning we are not we're we're wanting to Let's go back to our meeting, our um, meeting, our meaning <laughs> uh, that we are um, not having this pollution and this contamination right in our hearts. We don't want to have this stuff like unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, rage. You know, we don't want to have um, offense, right? That's a big one, especially um, amongst Christians. You're you, someone said something, they did something, they offended you but you didn't do what the bible said you didn't deal with the art in the moment you didn't go to your brother or sister in christ and let them know how you felt so you guys can resolve it you decide to keep harboring it again i'm guilty and you walk around and now you play that person and fit you you don't now you don't like them now you know your your attitude changed towards them now you know you're saying you know negative things about them you know even in your heart under your breath and your quiet time to to your other sisters or brothers in christ whatever but now you're walking around with a fence in your heart that is a contaminant you know um again you know you're you're lusting you know you're you're having these sexual thoughts maybe you like someone maybe you have a crush on someone maybe you still just haven't um completely you know been delivered from the lust because see here's the thing about sin the bible tells us when sin when sin becomes full grown the wages of sin is death right and when sin becomes full grown you know equals meaning like sin always starts with like a little seed it's a little something but the more we keep feeding it it's gonna speak death and so now it's speaking it, it's the death of the purity of your mind right and so you you took in lust so much you know like for me i watched porn so long so much you talking about decades like literally no joke seriously I watched porn for decades here and there. I wouldn't watch porn every day, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, all the time like that, but I would watch it for years upon years upon years, not knowing that I was constantly, you know, defiling and contaminating my mind and my heart by taking it in my ear gaze and eye gaze. Because again, we are ear gaze and eye gaze are the gateways to our soul. What is our soul? It is our mind, our will, and our emotions. So the moment we're constantly taking something in, we're constantly feeding our mind, our will, and our emotions. And so even after you stop the act, you will still find yourself going there in your mind. You will still find yourself going there in your emotions, right? And so, and I struggle with that. You know, I'm gonna keep it real. Yes, I'm abstinent. And and again, I give all glory to God because that that is, it, it was huge for me because I come from a lifestyle of promiscuity. And even though my, my promiscuity was really more so when I was really young, however, I still was being, you know, in fornication. I was still, you know, because I was still as a as a adult having sex, you know, outside of marriage. So it's it's it doesn't matter, right? It's sin is sin. 
However, um, because I did live a lifestyle where I was just really sexually active and, and I masturbated a lot and I watched porn a lot. So you, you, you have this, you know, this recipe for disaster that I literally was cooking up for decades. Now that I've come out of that, right? Now that I've, now that I've been delivered and set free and I'm abstaining, the sanctification and the purification of my physical body has taken place. But what still is taking place is the sanctification and purification of my soul, which is my mind, my will, my emotions. So every now and again, I'll have a perverted dream. I don't watch anything sexually um, provocative. I don't listen to anything sexually provocative. I guard my ear gates and eye gates because I understand when you get delivered from something, it is your responsibility to keep the door closed. And that means if you got to change environments, if you got to change people, relationships, what you watch, what you listen to, what you wear, where you go, what you do, you got to do that because the enemy will try to come in that same door. And the Bible tells us when that spirit is cast out, is going to the dry places and to find rest and finds none, comes back to his house. What does that house represent? You, 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 you. And because a spirit can't be here in the earth legally without a house because it's a spirit. And so it's looking for something to inhabit and it finds you delivered, cleaned up. The house is cleaned up, swept up, but it's not occupied. It's not filled with something else. And so then he goes, get seven more visions of him and come back in. The enemy is going to try to come in that same door. So once you're delivered from sexual sin, sexual immorality, lust, fornication, masturbation, pornography, you know, homosexuality, lesbianism, incest, bestiality, the list goes on and on and on. Um, you have to do your due diligence. And I and I make a point, even if I'm watching something, because I don't even try to watch things on TV. I don't even watch TV, first of all, that much at all. Anybody who knows me know I'm not a TV watcher. I don't really turn TV on. For years, I never turned it on, period. Um, but every now and again, I'll get in the mood and I want to watch a little romance movie. I try not to even watch nothing like too red. That's rated R. And even if they do start getting a little hot and heavy, I'm fast forwarding it because again, I gotta guard my ear gates and my eye gates. And so, but every now and again, I'll have a perverted dream where it's in my mind. It's like porn is playing in my mind. Like there's some kind of perverted act happening, some sexually explicit act happening. And then I wake up and it feels like something has been physically touching me you know like i've been um being violated or aroused physically and i'm like how is this still happening and see the enemy wants me to believe i'm not delivered well i know i'm delivered because i don't have a desire to masturbate praise god glory be to god that's only him i don't have a desire to watch pornography glory be to god i i can't i don't take no credit because i was an addict seriously I have no desire to have sex with someone. Not to say I don't want to have sex with my husband, because I do. What I'm saying is I'm not all hot and horny, you know, and, and feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, I just wish I could, you know, I don't have that. Thank God. And, and God just gracious to me, probably because I've struggled for so many years. However, there's still the part of my, my being, my soul that was so indoctrinated with lust and, and fornication and sexual morality that that spirit still is trying to hold on. So it's still trying to come into the spirit realm because when you're asleep, your, your body, your physical body is at rest, but your spirit is woke because your spirit never sleeps. And so you're actually, whatever you're seeing in your dream is actually giving you insight of what's really happening in the spirit or you're actively doing whatever it is you're doing in the spirit. So you got to be very um, into, in, you know, you want to be every, very in tune to your dreams and really begin to pray and ask, you know, God to give you revelation and interpretation so you can have more clarity on what God is either speaking to you or what God is showing you what is going on. Because maybe you've been praying, asking him, why can't I get married or why can't I stop doing this or why, you know, is this happening in my life? And then maybe his answer is coming to you in your dreams, but you think it's just a dream. And it's really God showing you, giving you like a picture of what's taking place. And he's showing it to you via the, the spirit realm. However, I, I still go through that. And I have not watched porn and I can't tell you how long. However, it's still playing in my dreams periodically. And I know that enemy wants me to give into it. 
but I constantly have to get up immediately as soon as I open my eyes, cast that baby down. I renounce it. I break every agreement, every covenant, every um, every um, soul tie that I made through intercourse, through sex, sexuality. Lord, forgive me for watching porn or having sex in my dreams, whatever it is. You know, I keep it 100 with God and I immediately I renounce that thing, cast it down, break it up, repent. And loose, you know, bind it up and loose that I'm pure and I'm holy. I flee the lust of my youth. I flee fornication. My body is, you know, a temple where the Holy Spirit dwells. My body is a living sacrifice unto the Lord because it's my reasonable service. You know, I have self-control. I lose self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. Whatever you got to do, you know, because it's a war. And what the enemy would like to do is he would like to wear you down with believing that you are delivered but i'm gonna tell you you know you deliver because you ain't doing it you ain't falling you're not giving into it but if you don't combat it over time you will find yourself getting weakened and you will um give into it so if you're having that experience um just know and you know you've been delivered you cried out to god you've repented you confessed you 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 stopped you know fornicating you stopped masturbating you know you you did whatever you needed to do you went to deliverance you got counseling or the lord just took the taste out your mouth, however you got delivered, but you, you're delivered, but you're still dealing with or struggling with these um, occurrences at night and in your dreams, be at peace, be, you know, all is well. God knows that the enemy is still trying. He knows it's this evil spirit. He knows that it's not you, but what you want to do is you want to go to God and ask him to show you the truth. Is it you? Is it something you're doing? Is it someone you connected to? Because here's the thing people carry spirits on them so sometimes you can be connected to a person who has a strong spirit of lust that thing gonna try to come on you sometimes you connected to somebody and they're watching porn they're masturbating they're fornicating so again is that deep and that serious when you want to be delivered and once you've gotten delivered that you really gotta just have those barriers right and you have to be willing to have those strong boundaries so you can stay delivered but if you are having those experiences Go to God, number one, and seek him for revelation and instruction on how or what and how you should pray, what you should do fast, whatever he tell you to do, please do what he say. Um, and again, you know, you just want to come out of agreement with it, however the best you can. You are a spirit speaking being. You have power in your words. The word of God and speak the word of God because the word of God is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword, right? The, the enemy got to obey the word. The demons, devils, they got to obey the word, right? So just know that long as you don't come in agreement, long as you don't not say anything, and and because then it has a legal right to come to pass. So um, you just need to be free. And if you know that you still have um, some areas in your heart that's contaminated, that's polluted, right? Um, that's toxic. You really want to ask God to show you, reveal it to you, reveal the root, the door, how it got there. Because again, those are ways the enemy will continue to come in and try to rob, steal, and destroy. That is his agenda. That is his goal. He wants to wreak havoc in your life, kill, steal, and destroy. And the devil is a liar because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony however we have to do our part and in that as we are abstaining amen refraining for a moment of time whether that's unto death whether that's into marriage again i don't like to say that i'm absent unto marriage because who's to say i'm gonna get married right it's i believe it's god's will for me and it is my desire but worst case scenario what if i don't then am I just going to go out here and just get wild and get and be for the streets and, and be back out here? You know what I'm saying? So you want to be mindful of your of um, even your um, your motive. Right. And why you're doing what you're doing. And so we do it because that's what God told us to do. If we're not married, we should not be having sex. We shouldn't be thinking about sex. We shouldn't be desiring sex. Now, it's not, again, not to say we're eunuchs is not to say we're not in a human body and we don't have sexuality and we don't have sexual desires because God created us. We have that. We're supposed to have it because when we get connected to our spouse, we're supposed to enjoy all those fruits. Amen. However, until we are married, we're supposed to be operating in the fruit of self-control. Self-control does not mean you're devoid of sexuality or sexual desire. It just means that you have a master controlling your appetites and your passions, right? Because, you know, listen, I didn't hear women say they done been, you know, abstinent 10 and 15 and 20 and 20 odd, some odd years. And I've even heard women that said they was in their 40s and 50s and still virgins. 
God bless you. I don't want that testimony. I, I listen here. I'm not going to lie to you as much as I enjoy my singleness and I enjoy honoring God with my body. Hallelujah. I hope it comes to an end soon. I hope the Lord sends the man of God and he come make me his wife soon. Okay. So we can enjoy these fruits. Amen. <laughs> so to God be the glory. I hope today's episode blessed you all. Thank you all for listening tuning in to on today's episode of the Purity After Promise Goody podcast where we are redefining a woman's worth. And again, our episode today was purity versus abstinence and even throwing in a little bit of celibacy versus abstinence. Understanding context, understanding what we're saying, you know, what things mean, why we're saying it. And even if we have um, inadvertently put a curse over ourselves or, you know, put a word curse over ourselves because we have been using terms that we just did not know what they meant. All is well. We have the tools. We know how to come out of agreement with that. And God, to God be the glory. And um, we shall see, you know, a, a sometimes it's a drastic change, right? Sometimes you, 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 something can be held up simply because you, you just needed to do one thing, right? You just needed to, you know, renounce. You needed to come out of agreement. You needed to break it up. You needed to stop speaking. And next thing you know, everything literally could just the Lord would just release everything in your whole life and change in an instant, right? Because he's that kind of God. And so I'm not promising you that it will. I'm saying it could. But even if it doesn't, just know that you will receive whatever God has for you as long as you are in the right position. And so we want to always make sure that we're not coming into agreement with the enemy, whether it's knowingly and unknowingly. That's why it's good to pray and ask for forgiveness for sins that you do knowingly and unknowingly or agreements that you came in or words that you spoke idle words word curses that you spoke over yourself or anyone else knowingly and unknowingly because sometimes it is the things we do in ignorance meaning uh, unknowing um that can trip us up so glory be to god i hope you've been blessed all is well i just want to leave you with i hope the lord blesses you and keeps you i hope the lord will make his face to shine upon you be gracious unto you and grant you his peace and just know your past does not define you it develops you and you are worthy